The Start On Demand. On demand. We had a fun show today to close out the week, including a passionate conversation with former Winnipeg Blue Bomber Kelly Butler, who will be speaking at this evening's Black Lives Matter rally at the legislature. We'll also speak with George Ames, who is the father of Rusty, the famous Winnipeg therapy dog who died earlier this year. Well, he has a new dog, and his name is Hero. Our colleague Kevin Bergen, host of The Main Ingredient, which airs Saturdays at 4 p.m. and Sundays at 5 p.m. on CJOB, he tells us a story about how his mom, Mama B, has partnered with Danny's Whole Hog to expand her Jamaican patties business. And Bob Irving, voice of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, surprised us all by singing Katy Perry. I'm Brett McGarry, alongside Greg Mackling and Loren McNabb. We are Mackling, McGarry and McNabb, and this is the Friday, June 5th podcast for The Start. Mackling, McGarry and McNabb, and we want to put the question to you at 204-780-6868. Did you see... The moon, the beginning, I guess, or the part early stage of a strawberry moon. Greg, I know you went out and snapped a picture of it. I did, and thank you for pointing it out and reminding me. Uh, I had seen on social media that it was a full moon, but what on earth? Is a strawberry moon. It's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, it's 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 not the indicating or indicative of the color. Like when you look, see the moon, it it, it hasn't turned red and doesn't suddenly. It's not no. sporting a little green hat. It's just uh, it, <laughs> it's an old it's an old farm term. It has to do with I think when strawberries begin to grow. And, Did you know that? Uh, no, I just uh, <laughs> I yes, I knew that. Of course, I knew that. Because <laughs> when you when you texted, I don't know what time that was. Just after four a.m. There's a beautiful strawberry moon out there and i was like well look at johnny harvest guy like knowing what's going on nature connected with nature <laughs> yeah. uh no apparently well okay I'm, I'm looking at something from the turtle island news and they say that algonquin tribes knew this full moon meant that it is time to gather ripening strawberries making the month's name universal to every tribe and uh, so there's actually also going to be a, a partial lunar eclipse on the, the other side of the world. Uh, and I give the moon will be at its fullest for us this afternoon. So, uh, but yeah, so this is the strawberry moon. moon. June's full moon, I guess, is the strawberry moon. In Europe, it's known as the rose moon, the season when roses bloom. Or hot moon, marking the beginning of a hot summer. So all kinds of names for this particular moon. It was spectacular. It was huge. So hopefully you can see it tonight. Uh, we I saw it on the drive-in this morning. So I tried to take a picture of it, but I picked a horrible spot, like right behind a, a giant light in the parking lot. So uh, I just said, forget it. You got a good picture, though, Greg. Where did you put it on social media? I put it both on my Instagram account, G-M-A-C-K, G-M-A-C-K W-P-G, and uh, also on Twitter, same handle. All right. So if you want to see that, check those out and let us know. 204-780-6868. Eve says, I got a good look at it at 4 a.m. when I got up. Had to blink away the sleep to focus on it, though. And another listener saying, yeah, the moon was beautiful last night. We start this half hour with parking. Would reduced parking rates... Bring more people downtown. 
A report by the Parking Authority and the Municipal Economist Office is recommending hourly street parking fees be cut by 75 cents to help boost the number of people coming and staying in the downtown and the exchange. As I read this, I'm going to hope that my frustration with this decision and the decision that got us here doesn't come through. So, that said, it was about two years ago that fees were hiked by $1.50. Not long after that change, some businesses started reporting a drop in customer sales. And so the study in recommend, recommending the current rate of $3.50 per hour at all street parking stalls be lowered to... 275. Here's downtown biz CEO Kate Fenske. Comparative to other cities our size, um, Winnipeg parking rates currently right now are higher than Toronto, higher than Montreal, um, and that's really not where we should be uh, in that pack. So uh, with a recommendation from Winnipeg Parking Authority to drop at 75 cents an hour at least, uh, that does bring us more closely in line with comparable size cities. And I think this is just one step in the right direction. There's a lot of other things that we're hoping to see going forward, um, including in a parking strategy that is supposed to be coming in October uh, at the city. Um, because really, when you look at we know that our city is struggling to generate revenue. Um, and parking is actually can be a, a way to generate that revenue if you do it in the right way that still supports and encourages businesses. So you heard uh, Kate Fenske, CEO of Downtown Biz. She mentioned their revenue, revenue being an issue for the city. And so if that rate is cut by 75 cents per hour, the city would lose out on about $450,000 in street parking revenue per year. So that's a good chunk of change. But I think it's also worth pointing out that this report, from from the way it appears, was actually done pre COVID, so pre-pandemic. So you can only imagine the additional hit that's coming to the exchange and downtown businesses when it comes to people just not going there over the last few months, right? And so I think there has to be a balance struck here because you might lose that parking money, but if change doesn't come within the next few months for that area, you might lose a lot more with businesses having to close because of this pandemic and business tax revenue and all the rest, uh, Greg. And so I think we really just start thinking about, okay, that hike might have been too much. I mean, it, it, the fact that it was more than cities like Montreal is astounding. And so, you know, maybe it's time to find a middle ground here. Yeah. So where was this analysis in 2018 when they decided <laughs> to put the rates up? above all these quote-unquote comparable cities. How do you get away with this? How did these rates get approved in the first place if you had no comparables? I mean, uh, we, we're talking about data-driven decisions all the time, whether it's at the provincial, federal, or or civic government, and $450,000 in lost revenue. I would argue, based on that number, think about the amount of money you would spend to get those businesses back into the exchange or back downtown if they went away so if i would say drop it a dollar fifty an hour and it costs you nine hundred thousand dollars that's a million dollars rounded up to keep those businesses around that might not save all of them that doesn't mean that parking is their only issue but i think it's an investment well worth making i've always been under the impression the reason parking meters are in place is so that people who work downtown don't take up all that inexpensive parking versus parking in a long-term lot so that there's turnover. Turnover is critical if you own a restaurant or if you own any other sort of service industry where people are coming either for 10, 15 minutes or an hour, an hour and a half. Uh, just like parking uh, that's too expensive will deter people from coming, 
lack of parking will deter people from coming as well. So I know they're striking that medium, that happy balance, but it sounds as though the decision in 2018 was severely flawed. And uh, on Richard Cloutier and Julie Buckingham show the news, they've been talking to Abby Khan and other exchange area businesses for months now, saying that the parking price has been an issue. Well, lo and behold, here we are. I, I don't know why it takes so long to 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 make decisions around here. Why does it take months and months and months to realize that you made a mistake 24 months ago? It's mind-boggling. Well, Greg Ton runs into the music on McDermott Avenue, and he says the high cost of parking has been hurting his business. It has affected our business. I mean, we're certainly a destination store. The, uh, the change in parking in terms of the number of parking spaces available and the cost of the parking has definitely made a difference in terms of our our business. And uh, it's been a long process of trying to address this with City Hall. Just another obstacle to creating uh, traffic in our store. I mean, there's so much to love about what's going on here in the uh, exchange, uh, the architecture, the galleries, the different kinds of shopping experiences, uh, the cube, uh, the arts that goes on here. But the parking is definitely... um, definitely an issue. I know that for me, anytime I have to go to the exchange or to go downtown in my vehicle, I get anxiety just thinking about, okay, because you have to map it out, right? Like you have to plan, okay, where am I going to try to park? How much time do I need to allot myself? Like Loren, anytime we had to go for training at 201 Portage to get used to the new studio, which we will eventually move into, I'd have to give myself at least 15 minutes Partly, and that's partly my own fault because for whatever reason, I just don't like using parking lots. And I think I enjoy the sort of the scavenger hunt element of trying to find a spot on the street. But if you want to make a quick pit stop somewhere downtown or in the exchange, sometimes that's impossible, especially with the fact that they've taken away some of the parking. And they often point to the uh, the angle parking that's now available on both McDermott and Bannatyne. But if you're going to into the music, music on McDermott, or if you're going to the King's Head, you're not going to want to park east of Main Street and walk five blocks. So I, I don't think that particular argument holds any water for me. And you're talking about those quick stops or just running in, or maybe it's for a coffee or a meal that's only going to be an hour. If you if you're using the parking lots, the cost goes up, right? It's not it's not three fifty an hour, which sounds good compared to the lot, but not good if you're just making a pit stop. So that's where businesses are finding trouble because that's often what it is, right? The quick in and out, or I often think I like to go to the. Um, toy shop down at Totenhall and and you're only in there for 30 minutes but I want to be paying a full hour rate on a lot right and that adds into your expense there's been another issue in the exchange we know when those active transportation routes went up and that took away a lot of the parking down there and that added some concerns and there was there's other issues at play here it's not just about parking but you can bet parking's made a big difference and so this seems like a no-brainer to me let us know what you think Sorry, go ahead, Loren. Finish I was going to say, I think there's, they're looking for a decision within two months. I mean, I don't know why we need two months. Like, bring them back down and then see where we're at come October, November. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. We love talking about food on this show. I mean, who doesn't love talking about food? And at 9.35, we have a great story about food. Kevin Bergen, host of The Main Ingredient, which runs on weekends on 680 CJOB, is going to join us with Danny from Danny's Whole Hog because they have an amazing story involving Kevin Bergen's mom, Mama B. She makes Jamaican patties and has been doing so since Kevin was small. She has a business 
where she sells them, and Danny's whole hog is stepping in to help her expand that business. So Kevin and Danny are going to tell us about that at 9.35. But then, of course, that just got me hungry and thinking about food. So we want to know, what's your favorite cuisine? Is it something local, or is it something that comes from some far and distant land? You can text us at 204-780-6868. And by the way, Loren, somebody did text earlier when you said, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing bulgur correct, and it was uh, bulgur wheat. Uh, mm-hmm. When made, uh, apparently it's like cracked wheat. So there you go. But let's go around the horn here. And uh, <laughs> I think I know the answer to this. So I'm going to start with Jeff Braun, co-host of the Couch Potatoes. Jeff, what is your favorite cuisine? What do you think the answer is? How about that first? Uh, plain burger with nothing on it but cheese and a glass of uh, tap water. <laughs> I was no, say barbecued toast. farmer sausage <laughs> with cheese on a bun. That's my go-to. Uh, if I can barbecue farmer sausage, I'm as happy as I could possibly be when it comes to food. That's that's my thing. And uh, any any Manitoba farmer sausage is good. The stuff out of Pioneer Meats in Altona is the best. Oh, wow. Look at that. Look at that. A lo- local, close to your heart, close to home, and Manitoban. That's a good one. Yep. We had another text message about uh, sausage in here. I'll see if I can dig that out. Kelly Moore, what about you, sir? Well, I would have to say pizza, followed very closely by chicken wings, uh, but it's not a crime to have both. Can you have chicken wings on the pizza? Like take the meat off well, of the chicken wings? and Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. But, uh, you know, there's something about gnawing on a chicken wing off the bone that just, uh, I don't know. To no. me, anyway, it's uh, it, it's one of my favorite things. And and I don't like it really, you know, with all the different, uh, you know, hot spice and that sort of thing, like uh, the real crispy jumbo chicken wings. Oh, man, I need to go out and get some. You know what? You're right. There is something satisfying about eating it off the bone. I recently had some chicken that was just delicious, some fried chicken. Uh, It was spectacular, but I was stunned as I bit into it and realized it was boneless. And even though the chicken was great, like it was among the best I've ever had, it just felt like it was missing something. I mean, it made it way easier to eat, but uh, I don't know. (laughs) You you lose that sort of tactile feeling. Oh, it was Don who texted who said Italian sausage. We use Italian sausage in lieu of ground beef for spaghetti. Man, what a difference in taste. Greg, what do you think of that? That sounds good. That sounds fantastic. Now, I want to know, first of all, where did you get this chicken from? Because I like boneless. Uh, well, I'm reluctant. Well, okay. Uh, it, it's it's the tallest poppy on Sherbrooke, and I didn't want to name them because I didn't want it to make it sound like I was criticizing it because it was spectacular. I'd heard the chicken was legendary, and it was very good. I just prefer chicken with the bone. But, uh, yeah, the tallest poppy on Sherbrooke, amazing, tasty chicken. All right. Sounds good. I, I disconnected there for a second, so if I go away, you'll know why. I was thinking about the, the different uh, different ethnic foods that I like. Of course, pierogies are at the top of the list. Dim sum uh, is very good, especially if you can get it with seafood. I like hot and sour soup, but the best ethnic food I have ever had was a colleague of mine, Noreen, at New Flyer years ago on my birthday made me crab lumpia for my birthday as a gift. And lumpia is so good to begin with, but she knows how much I love seafood, and so she made it special for me with crab inside, and it was absolutely spectacular. And then there's another um, food that I had in Italy once. It has two Zs in it. I don't know how to pronounce it, (laughs) 
but uh, of course it's pizza. pizza. And it was the best pizza I've absolutely <laughs> ever had was in Palmanova, Italy. But uh, Lumpia, Crab Lumpia, Noreen, if you're listening this morning, I still dream about that eight years later. Greg, is pizza different in Italy? I've heard that, that what we're used to here as being pizza is nothing like what it is in Italy. Yeah, you can find it in the in the Italian traditional sense, but this pizza that I had uh, was as good as any North American style pizza. It's made in that style, uh, but I don't know if it's just because you're away from home, but it was just so, so good. I, I can't even describe it. I wouldn't do it justice. It just was as tasty as I've ever had. Kristen oh. texting us saying, my favorite cuisine is best described as picky eight-year-old pizza, chicken fingers, fries, and just the worst. Uh, Jeff Braun, Kristen, and it uh, sounds like she'd get along with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a, it's easy to wash the dishes afterwards. <laughs> 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 practical as well. Very practical. Forte, what about you? Fettuccine Alfredo. Mm, I love fettuccine Alfredo. I like when I was a kid. I was a huge spaghetti guy, but as I got older, I switched to the Alfredo. And just oh, it's so good. That's a solid upgrade, I think. Oh yeah, the creamy sauce Loren- gets me every time. Loren McNabb, uh, what other ideas have popped into your head? Greek. I love Greek food. I love souvlaki. I love feta cheese. You can put that in anything. Like I, basically, I think what my thing is is salt because i also love when you go to a greek restaurant and i think this is more of a touristy greek thing it's not an actual authentic uh, dish in greece at least the way i've seen it done here is when you order i think it's saganaki it's the fried cheese and they'll put ouzo on it and light it on fire and so it's just a super super salty cheese that also has alcohol on it and so i mean really do i have to say more no, no, you don't. I'm my stomach is is, is really hungry or is, is really growly right now. And uh, somebody saying, uh, to, directing this at you, Loren, saying, uh, Blady, am I saying that correctly? Is a Middle Eastern food store on Portage on the south side at uh, Valor Road. They make fresh pitas in the store, delicious with baba ganoush. I, I just read that text so I could say the word baba ganoush. Yeah, and I it, once again, once they texted that to us, I was derailed looking at uh, the Blady <laughs> grocery store and seeing what they have there. This is what happens to me. I can't concentrate. Mackling, McGarry, McNabb, Loren, we want to continue the discussion on tonight's Black Lives Matter rally with someone who is going to be speaking there. Yeah, we're pleased to bring on the show right now former NFLer, former Winnipeg Blue Bomber Kelly Butler, who will be speaking at this rally tonight. And Kelly, I want to apologize. We don't have much time in this segment, but thanks for joining us. Yeah, no worries at all. It was uh, The misunderstanding was all me. Uh, I think the, the, the ability uh, for the platform to speak tonight is uh, there's an awareness that's happening. There's an uh, un- uncomfortableness right now. What we saw is something that I had to survive through in the States. And coming up to Canada, I got to live. Um, but being in Canada, I've got to see other people having to survive and seeing how we're living here and there can be improvement. I think tonight the movement is the beginning of something. It's a new era. It's a new way we, we approach things, and it's being able to do it you know, in an expedited time frame. Educated, but there's a clear direction of where we are and where we want to go. And how we have to get there is making sure that you hear our lives matter, black lives matter, and not have to be afraid. Like for the last few days, I've been proud to say, hey, I am a black man. I'm proud about this and some of my struggles and some of my things I've gone through. I don't need you to over-focus on that. I just need you to see me, hear me, and love me for who I am and see where I'm trying to go and support me. 
And I think that's the challenge that we're trying to, even after everything's happened, we're still trying to get this foothold on saying, hey, it's Black Lives Matter. Why isn't it this and that? It's like, you see what we're going through. You understand these things. And in any other circumstance, it's okay for charities to have cancer care or MS or whatever. It's not just one big charity. It's broken into a bunch of different charities to focus on individual problems. So the individual problems right now with socioeconomical uh, problems and discrimination and you know systemic racism is predominantly focused on the minority in the black community, the black community. So when we say, hey, we are disproportionately being killed by officers in the state compare here we have to have a new era because if we keep going this way and stop being frustrated about about you know how we're articulating or speaking up for ourselves for the first time in a long time i'm very appreciative and saying with uh, with what's going on internationally this gives me hope you know people are asking me why now why am i having more hope now because there's about 20 black people that have died and there wasn't this reaction that the the, the, the nation has happened on the hands of police officers so this gives me the hope to say hey I've been around this, seen this for a number of years, and this is the first time I've ever seen this sort of awareness and this sort of, you know, uh, being, you know, inquisitive and asking questions and actually listening. So I am pushing full force for black lives and taking advantage of this moment because these moments don't come around. And to get this moment, somebody had to have their knee in their neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. Yeah, I wrap it up this way, and we'll have to let you go, Kelly, but the idea that black lives matter, because for a long time it felt like black lives didn't matter as much, No, in in particular in the United States. They didn't matter. We were introduced to the United States in slavery, and they were freed. So when you come into systematics, how did you, how were you introduced to the system as property for somebody to go out there and do something as a tool? So the system was created by the way that we started. Our forefathers had us as slaves. We were running away from the states to come, you know, on the Underground Railroad to Canada. That doesn't mean Canada doesn't have, you know, racial discrimination against black Canadians and against black people. But guess what I was running away from? I'd been here for 10 years. You know, I played and the states did things and I don't want to go back. It's not because the weather is so good. It's just it's that bad down there. And when we tell you it's that bad and you don't believe us, then I say I stop talking about it because why do I have to overexplain how I'm living and waking up? It's kind of like when you look at, you know, similar to when somebody's in the Me Too movement and finally they get that attention and it starts getting that momentum and you're like, oh, wow, it really was that bad. And like, yes, it really was that bad. I'm sorry you didn't want to believe us or I don't know what you were looking at, but we can't waste time on what you weren't seeing, what you're seeing now and where we're trying to go. We need your support as a community. We need your help as a community to say, hey, if our lives matter, then come to this rally, listen to what we have to say and help us move forward because it's better for the community. You don't want to be the, the community that says, oh, we've killed the most black people. Once again, we're, 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 we're just still killing people for hate. We got to talk about animals because they just have a way of stealing our hearts. I know that for me, I just, I love dogs. I love cats. When it comes to dogs, the highlight of my day every day is when our colleague Diana Forsberg brings our, our radio family's little buddy Tucker in for a visit. And I actually just posted a smattering of pics on my Instagram at Brett McGarry. If you want to see that little guy, he just lights up my life every single day. So I know I'm not alone, Greg, in the fact that uh, animals just bring me to life. Well, I came running down here because I thought I was going to be late for this segment because Whiskey and Abby were upstairs uh, greeting me as I was getting my tea ready, as I do at this time of the morning. They're, they're, they're usually fast asleep, but they heard me rustling and came down to greet me. And they are uh, 
you know, they're the uh, fifth and sixth members of our family. But if I think I've heard it said that if uh, there is life on other planets and they are observing life on ours, they imagine that the dogs and cats are at the top of the food chain, that they're the bosses of it all. And on February 17th of this year, Manitoba lost one of its most famous, if not Loren, most charitable canine friends. Yeah, that's the day we say goodbye to Rusty the dog. He was, of course, a therapy dog who welcomed folks most famously at St. Boniface Hospital. He was the dog in glasses that everyone had T-shirts or photos of. And even if you weren't staying in hospital or a patient in hospital, if you were visiting a friend or you worked at St. Boniface or one of the other facilities, you often paused just to, to uh, give his paw a shake or take a photo with Rusty. His dad, George, and Rusty, they put in over 2,000 volunteer hours. They generated I far too many smiles to count, guys, just before Rusty retired last November. George Ames joins us now with some terrific feel-good news for our Feel Good Friday. Good morning, George. Good morning. Greg shared this photo with us last night, and it caused me to go, oh, yay! That was my immediate reaction, because you sent along a, a picture of a dog in glasses, but it wasn't Rusty. So tell us who your new friend is. Well, first of all, I want to thank CGOB for uh, all the kind words and exposure they gave Rusty over the years, especially when he passed away um, on your show and, and Jeff Courier's show. Um, you were able to remind all the friends that Rusty made over the years that he had passed away. And I have to tell you, it was very emotional when I received hundreds of cards and letters from Rusty's friends who he had made over the years and, you know, comments from hospital patients, there was one lady who, who wrote in and said uh, that she had had a very difficult hospital stay and Rusty was the only ray of sunshine during her darkest days. So we had a few cries over some of the stories. But we have good news, as you say. Uh, Rusty has uh, a new friend, uh, a dog in training to try to fill Rusty's shoes, and his name is Hero. And Hero was born on Remembrance Day, hence his name. And he is a wonderful four-year-old little husky who has a demeanor that is very rare uh, amongst huskies. That's fantastic news, George. And obviously not every dog is suitable for working in a hospital as a therapy dog. So I'm guessing that you, you took some of that into account. How did you come across Hero and... And, and how are you certain that he's suitable for this line of volunteerism? Well, uh, I didn't want to go out to a puppy mill and buy a dog. I wanted to find a very special one that I could check on the background. I actually put an ad on Kijiji um, with a picture of Rusty and I and saying that I was looking for a very special dog to fill Rusty's shoes if possible. And I had all kinds of very nice offers. Um, but a lady in Selkirk, actually a lady pharmacist by the name of Jen, um, who has a lot of dog experience, she um, has a small-time certified uh, registered breeding program for Siberian Huskies. And uh, she had a four-year-old Husky that was her own personal dog. His temperament was so very rare that she never wanted to sell him, but when she read the ad, uh, some compassion came from her soul and said, I have the dog for George to um, to help others, and she gave us she gave us hero. 
You talk about demeanor. I once had a Husky cross. His name was Dexter, and he was wonderful, but uh, he was he was a handful. You know, they, they, Husky Huskies are colorful characters. They but they have tons of energy, and they're you know they sing and and all that stuff. They're you know I got used to get Dexter to sing and howl. He was so much fun, but. When I think of a dog like Rusty, I don't know that I've ever met a dog so docile and so gentle and friendly. So when you talk about this particular dog's demeanor, uh, what are we looking at? Well, as a, a lot of people thought Rusty was one in a million, and uh, maybe he was. Uh, but maybe Young Hero is one in a thousand at the beginning of his career. But he has, um, he doesn't have that huge husky energy. He does not bark at all. He does not howl. Uh, he wants to be loved. He is great with strangers and children and other dogs. So he just came out of the womb a happy guy, I believe. And uh, he is going to be special, let me tell you that. And he will wear those glasses uh, like Rusty did. And he will charm a lot of people who need help. George, in, in making this decision, and it is a decision to bring another animal into your life because of the love you shared with Rusty, I'm curious the conversations you just had in your own mind of, of whether or not you were really waiting to put yourself out there like this again because of the love you had for Rest, Rusty, but also the pain that you must have felt when he passed away. It must be hard to decide that you want to go out there and do this all over again. Well, last February, I lost a very good friend, and his name was Rusty and I. I struggled a bit with that, but I knew that Rusty's legacy had to go forward, and uh, therapy dogs worldwide have gained tremendous acceptance over the years, both by the public and institutions, and uh, Rusty was one of the the uh, builders of that increasing image of acceptance, and uh, I certainly didn't want to stop there. Hero's got some uh, a big collar or a big leash to fill, depending on how you look at it, George. But Rusty's legacy might not uh, necessarily uh, be going anywhere. In fact, I think Hero's going to enhance his legacy. But there's also the possibility of Rusty living on uh, essentially uh, forever. The Winnipeg Citizens Hall of Fame seems to be an option for Rusty. What's going on there? Well... Uh, Rusty had a, a tremendous number of fans. Uh, when he died, um, Facebook, his Facebook page uh, received, well, he, he got almost half a million exposures through his Facebook page of people sharing the story. Um, we received over 800 comments on his Facebook page from people who wanted to tell their experience with Rusty and how much he meant to them. Um, and uh, Jan Courier, who runs a very successful uh, event management company here in Winnipeg, was always a huge fan of Rusty, and she has taken it upon herself to uh, prepare a nomination for the Assiniboine Park uh, Winnipeg Citizens Hall of Fame. And he will be nominated, and he will have a chance to be selected. And maybe, just maybe, he will have a bronze bust uh, in Assiniboine Park for many years to come, too to inspire uh, other potential therapy dog dogs and their owners to carry on uh, Rusty's work uh, because it, it is a very important um, exposure to people who who need some some kind of social
solace at that time in their lives. And dogs, as you said earlier, can provide that. George Ames joining us live on 680 CJOB. Thank you so much for taking the time, George. It is always just a delight to speak to you. Thank you very much. And if you want to see Hero, it is the front page of our 680 CJOB Instagram story today. Uh, Great looking dog. And guys... um, uh, I, you know, I mentioned uh, my dog used to sing, and I figure uh, before we crack the phone lines here, I, I checked my folder because I'm a digital hoarder. I found a clip of me getting Dexter uh, to sing, and this is why huskies are cool. Sing! Dexter, yeah, he's a husky cross, but still, my God, that's that's fun. When would he do that? Like, did you have to prompt him, or he would just go down that, you know, like in a good mood? That's his. He's in the shower singing like that. All I would have to do is say sing. I can't remember what happened. He just did it spontaneously once, and we thought, what was that? <laughs> I think he actually the song Gangnam Style was on, and for whatever reason, <laughs> he reacted that way, and we were able to just egg him on whenever, like on command. We would just say sing, and he would start singing like that. So, yeah, he was a joy. Dogs are a joy, and I can't wait to meet Hero when we can actually have people come see us again at the radio station. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. We have a large two-topping pizza to give away from Santa Lucia at 204-780-6868. And here is your... Question. 17% of us have considered... Ooh, there's quite the echo coming out here. 17% of us have considered breaking up with our significant other over this. What is it? 17% of us have considered breaking up with our significant other over this. What is it? Sarah, do you have a guess? Bad habits? No. <laughs> Hey, that's a good guess. I mean, unfortunately, see, that's part of the the thing that stinks about being the first person out of the gate with this, right? Because you, there's no, we haven't built anything up yet here. You're just kind of coming in blind. Marie, do you know? Not a clue. I was hoping it was like it's all about the sauce, but <laughs> you thought that was you were hoping that would be the answer. No, I was hoping that was going to be what does. Um, uh, what does it say on every Saturday or Sunday? Okay. No, no, that's not it, Marie. I'm sorry. It's all about the sauce. Joe, do you know the answer? Uh, snoring. No, not snoring. Uh, on the subject of snoring, Loren, uh, I think you have admitted on this air, but you won't admit it to your husband mm-hmm. that you snore, yep. correct? That's right. Okay. Because I will say, oh, man, were you snoring last night? And he's like, yeah, so are you. And I'm like, please. <laughs> Even though I know I am. Like, I can, you can feel it happening sometimes when you're in that light sleep. Like, yeah. oh, here, it's happening. And I'm not stopping it. <laughs> yeah, you wake up and you got drool <laughs> dribbling out of the side of your face. <laughs> Diane, do you know what it is? Is it the way they kiss? No. Oh, oh no. But, mm. uh, hey, that's a good guess. And uh, Diane, you, know, you might want to have a little conversation with somebody. <laughs> That's a problem. Uh, I'm gonna. The first hint is that it has something to do with one of our lighter topics this morning that we've been getting a lot of text messages on. One of our tastier topics. Cynthia, mm-hmm. do you know? I have no idea, but I'll take a guess. Eating habits. Uh, you're you're actually in the ballpark, Cynthia. It has to do with food. 
Jeff, 17% of us have considered breaking up with our significant other over this. What is it? Is it loud chewing or chewing with their mouth open? No, but that uh, that would be, I could see that being a problem. Greg, have you ever gone out with, uh, you know, before you met your lovely bride, Jackie, did you ever go out with anybody and think, Ugh, what are you what are you doing over there? I uh, probably got that more from the other side looking at me. So <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I'm I just not heard to judge. I feel like I just heard you chewing like two minutes ago or or <laughs> drinking a glass of water. I was like, somebody's yeah, eating I'm, on air right now. <laughs> I was finishing my tea. I've got one uh-huh. sip left, so I'm going to take that now. Somebody's eating on air. Is Jeff Courier in the studio? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a nectarine. Yeah. He's feeling as we speak. He brings in an entire fruit orchard. Leslie, do you know the answer? <laughs> My guess would be agreeing on what to have for supper. No, no, that's not it, I'm afraid. James, do you know what it is? Jay? Oh, I went to leave. Nope. We only got about 45 seconds here. Let's see if we can rip through this. Terry, do you know? Bad table manners? Uh, no, that's not it. I was just thinking, could it be that? But no. Ron, do you know? Uh, yeah, well, well, I would guess it may be something that they don't want to share their food that they like with them, wife or husband. Ron, can you yeah. say that again, please? Not being able to, they don't, they hog the food. They don't want to share it with their wife or her husband. Ron, you, sir, are correct. 17% Whoa. of us have considered breaking up with someone over wow. not sharing their food. You're right. Oh, man. All the, pe- all the right pizza on. to myself. <laughs> yeah, you keep that pizza, Ron. You keep that. Hey, stand by, Ron. I'm going to put you on hold, and Jeff's going to get your details off the air. Yeah, not sharing their food. So there you go. Wow. Be careful. Joey Tribbiani. Yeah, if your significant other wants to, a piece of your food and you don't share, you might be putting yourself in danger. I'm scrolling through Instagram the other day, and I came across a post that combines a local business, one of our fellow show hosts, his mom, uniting races, and food. So I thought, and that's what inspired our What's Your Favorite Cuisine conversation this morning. So I thought we'd better do something with this, Loren. Yeah, and as soon as you send it, I said, oh, and I do enjoy a good Jamaican patty. So Kevin, our colleague and friend, sums it up nicely in his post when he says, quote, with all the racial violence and issues going on in the world, here's some good news. The news, Danny's whole hog has teamed up with Kevin's mom to help her expand her business, Mama Bee Jamaican Patties. Kevin Bergen is host of The Main Ingredient on 680 CJOB, and Danny Kleinsaucer of Danny's Whole Hog are both with us this morning. Good morning, Danny. Good morning. And Mr. Bergen, let's start with you. Good morning. How's it going, guys? Well, I have a bone to pick with you. Bone? What are you talking about? I thought we were brothers. Well, you mean, so, so I, well, I know this, and so I've never had your mom's <laughs> Jamaican patties. So you're trying to tell me that uh, at halftime of football games, instead of orange pieces, we could have been having your mom's Jamaican patties 35 years ago? You know, she's been making them forever, but it's my fault. I forced her into retirement because she was, she was making far too many. So I, I made her stop. So, it, you know, my apologies. All right, you're off the hook. So tell us a little bit more about your mom and these patties because uh, that is uh, some of the finest. There, there's some great Jamaican cuisine, but patties are right at the, the top of the list for a lot of people, Kev. Yeah, I think Jamaican patties, you know, you know, it's probably it's probably easily the most popular Jamaican food. And my mom's been making them for years. Like when we were little, she would make them. So 
she uh, she retired a while back, but she took a part-time job and she brought some patties for lunch. And, uh, you know, a few people asked her if she could make some for them. And she was making them so often that they asked her to charge her or they asked them her to charge them. So she did. And uh, we, you know, told her, hey, you may, why don't you make a business out of this? So she, you know, started making patties. I made her little website and it kind of got a little out of hand. She was getting a ton of orders, uh, making them by hand, one by one, baking them eight in the oven, you know, at a time. And uh, it, it kind of got to its peak when a guy, like on a Tuesday, uh, contacted her and wanted 800 of them by Saturday for her wedding. So, of course, I'm telling her, don't do it. You can't do that. There's no way you can physically make that. And, of course, she said yes. So she stayed up day and night to make 800 patties by hand for this gentleman. So um, making that many, it, it took its toll. So I kind of said, hey, you know what? You got to stop making these, right? You, it's just, it's just got to stop. So, you know, over the years, you know, over the years doing the food show, Danny and I have become really good friends. And we always we meet for beers and we talk about all sorts of stuff. And somehow the patties came up. And uh, he asked me why she doesn't make them anymore. And I told him that story. It's just too many, kind of too hard on her body. And, uh, you know, a couple of days later, and this was months ago before, you know, every all the all this racial stuff took place because, you know, it's Danny we're talking about and, and race and color doesn't matter. Um, he contacted me and said, hey, you know what? Uh, I can help you out. I, you know, obviously he's a successful businessman. He's a, been a successful caterer for many years and he's got the facility. So think about this. So she was making them eight at a time in the oven you know she'd roll them by hand they take 15 to 20 minutes to bake and she's she's going so we, were, we go to danny's place and he's got these three stand-up commercial ovens convection like super high-end she has the ability now to make to bake a thousand and eighty patties in 15 minutes which is insane so needless to say i i took her there and she hit it off with uh, danny and his wife and uh yeah the collaboration is born well, before we bring Danny on, Kevin, I just for those the uninitiated and they're fools if they're uninitiated in this department. But what is a Jamaican patty? Uh, you, okay, well, I get asked that a lot, and she gets asked a lot. So, a Jamaican patty it's it's a pastry that that contains various fillings. Could be beef, chicken, pork. Some have lamb. Some even have lobster in there. Um, and and it's it's spicy beef, uh, and it's baked inside a, fl- a flaky shell. And and the flaky shell part is usually where her hers kind of excel because her her pastry is extremely good so that's probably the 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 huge factor into why she sells so many i am one of those fools loren i have not had a jamaican patty i don't mean that meanly i'm sure there's a lot but it's so good i know i i I didn't even know it was a thing so i want to try one kevin i gotta ask you this i went golfing on tuesday with john heim president of torque brewing and he said you invited him over to try the patties because he likes spicy stuff and uh you're a wimp apparently with spicy stuff does that mean you can't even eat your own mom's food okay 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 it's it's a bit embarrassing so she has the original patties which is you know the 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 spicy beef and spicy pork and chicken but now that we're she's she's kind of going going to go into business she's coming up with some new products and um making things a bit spicier she's always sometimes no matter how hot you make something there's people out there that can eat fire. So she, she decided to make a Jamaican habanero beef patty. And of course, when she was making it, I don't know if you've ever cooked like really hot peppers on the stove, but there's a point where it literally becomes a pepper bomb where you can't, you know, the, the fumes come out, you can't breathe, you're coughing, your eyes are watering. And so she, she wanted me to taste these. And I just put my tongue, tip of my tongue on a spoon that had touched these peppers and my mouth was on fire. So I'm like, well, I can't, I can't try these. And she's like, well, someone's got to try these. 
So I text John and I'm like, Hey man, where are you? And he's like, I'm golfing with Brett. I'm like, I need you to, <laughs> I need you to pick something up. I need you to taste something. And uh, yeah, he came over and uh, picked him up and um, gave his opinion on the, on the heat and the taste. And uh, yeah, he's my, he's my official taster along with my, a couple of neighbors down the street. So, Danny, as you're sitting back and listening to this whole story, we know you bring the flavor, but Danny's whole hog doesn't exactly scream Jamaican. Well, I've got a Jamaica, Jamaica, uh, Jamaican uh, sauce that uh, uh, Kevin's mom gave it the blessing and say it's great. But why, why am I doing that? Because Kevin and her mom, I love those people. They're wonderful people. And what brought my business today to where it is, I've got, I've, what makes me tick people, t- ask me all the time is, I love helping people out. When I see somebody's passion, like Kevin has for food and for, and for her, his mom, the passion, when I see people with that passion, and as I got talking to Kevin and getting to know him, and, and now meeting his mom, she's just genuine, the nicest lady I'll ever meet, I just love helping people out and i say here's my facility let's take this to another level and it's just who i am as a person i try to teach that to my kids show a little bit of love show kindness we, this world needs more of that and that's why i personally am so excited to help them out to see them exceed in that that's why i'm as a person and that's why dennis olog wants to do that here's my facility Let's work together and take this to another level. It's just what I love to do. There'll be people asking, Danny, and we're already getting the question, where do we get these? So where do we go if we want to get the patties and maybe some of your famous pulled pork or anything else you'd like to suggest? How do we do it? Well, you, you uh, basically, uh, you go, I've got a website, Danny, Danny, uh, dennyswholehog.com. Right, uh, com. You can reach me. I've got an online store now at uh, com. We'll be probably listing it there, and Kevin's going to have his own lo- online store. We're As two companies, we're going to manufacture that, and different opportunities as they arrive, we're going to take this to a total new level. We're, we're very excited about it, and you, you can phone Kevin or phone me at my office, at three four four five six seven five, and we will, as it gets available, social media, we will do the post. People will know when they're ready to sell. That's just who we are on social media. We don't, we don't keep things quiet. That's for sure. Danny Kleinsasser of Danny's Whole Hog, and Kevin Bergen, host of the Main Ingredient. The Main Ingredient is on Saturdays at uh, four and Sundays at five. Gentlemen, thank you so much for bringing this story to our attention. What an amazing, uh, just sort of congregation of different things that we love here at CJOB. Hey, hey, thanks for having us. And I just want to say that uh, Lorraine, my mom, uh, my mom really loves you. She thinks you handle these two, Greg and Brett, really well. <laughs> Kevin, I'm glad to hear that because I literally just emailed you with the subject line, I need some of these patties, in all caps. She, she actually needs more testers like John. You know oh, I mean? so I'm she, in. She, actually ha- she has a site, EvonneShamakeAndPatties.com right now, where, where people can subscribe. And the, the advantage of that is she will choose people so that, she, so that they can test their patties for upcoming oh. products. All right. Kevin Bergen, thank you so much. We will bring you the flavor, guys. (laughs) Right on. Kevin Bergen and Danny's Whole Hog joining us live on 680 CJOB.
Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. Normally, this is where we talk to Jeff Courier, but we had to ixnay Mr. Courier today because, Greg, you have found some audio that has you simply bouncing off the walls. What is it? I'm sorry for all the text messages, but I had to make sure we got this on. You and I, Brett, uh, ruined the greatest American hero theme for Wade Miller, president and CEO of the Blue Bombers once upon a time. We know that that Forche plays a horrible recorder, tuba, trumpet, whatever else. Lauren, well, she sings like an angel. Where does Bob Irving (laughs) fit in? We know he loves Shania Twain, but do we know that that he also loves Katy Perry? Christian O'Mell and Bob Irving with you coming up after 8 o'clock. Talk about the NHL NBA plans. Also, the MLB, the players held a conference call today. Hey, Sky's playing some Katy Perry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I had a choice. Gonna keep going? Point. There you go. <laughs> sorry, Christian. Wow. I'm sorry. No, I'm no, sorry. no. Uh, no, nothing I say matters now. What? Keep going. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> why do you know all the words, Bob? I love this song. I, I just love this song. I don't know why. I do. Okay. <laughs> so I can. I'll talk Where about the MLB till we get to yeah. the chorus. <laughs> no, the uh, the baseball and the players. Basically, the point is it's it's not looking great right now for them. So no. we'll talk about that coming up. I can't. Uh, oh, believe, look at the chorus. I can't believe they. <laughs> Dancing through the fire, and I am a champion. All right, enough, enough. No, I want to hear your roar, Bob. Come on. No, people don't want to hear this. (laughs) No, everyone, this is all anyone wants to hear. Oh my God! <laughs> so good. Christian was right. Now I need more. Does anyone get? Let's get Bob on right now. He's got to finish the chorus at least. <laughs> no kidding. Is that not fantastic? Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. Oh man, Bob Irving loves the Katy Perry. Good for him. Oh, Greg, thanks for for thank you for the text bombardment to to make sure that we got that on, uh, because what a great way to end our show today. So, Greg. Uh, Mac- Go ahead, sorry, I'm sorry, Brad. I just said I wish sometimes people could see these exchanges because it was like, so, listen to this. Bob singing Kate Perry. Loren, push play. Guys, it's only a minute. Bob Irving singing. Play it. Play it. And it was like many exclamation points. <laughs> <laughs> well, Greg, I hope your weekend is one giant exclamation point of fun. Have a good weekend, sir. Thank you so much. You've set it off on a fine note. And Loren McNabb, enjoy. Hopefully you find some Jamaican patties this weekend, and if not, maybe some tabbouleh? Once again, I'm frantically Googling so many food items. So, yes, something (laughs) delicious is coming. I just don't know what yet. Hey, thanks for listening to The Start Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe now and never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate the show, tell us what you think, and hey, even tell a friend about the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Greg is at GMACWPG, that's G-M-A-C-K-W-P-G. I am at Brett McGarry, B-R-E-T-T-M-E-G-A-R-R-Y. And Loren on Twitter is at McNab on Global and on Instagram at McNab on CJOB. Talk soon.